I've got sixpence. Jolly, jolly sixpence. I've got sixpence to the last meal. All right, quiet. Quiet, you drunken bums of the cane. Here he is. The guest of honor, fill your glasses. A toast to the conquering hero, Greenwall the Magnificent, <laughs> the man who won the acquittal. Yay! <laughs> Party's pretty far along, huh? A toast, I say, to Lieutenant. Hey, make it Greenwald. rhyme, Tom, like you do at the ship's party. Yeah. Rhyme, rhyme, rhyme. You know, he makes them up as he goes along, Barney. Hey, you've never heard anything like it. Yeah, come on, Tom. Yeah, come on. Well, rhymes. I'm a bit drunk to be doing Thomas the Rhymer tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But to honor this great man, I'll try my best. Fill your glasses, I say. Hey, fill it up. <laughs> to Lieutenant Barney Greenwald, who fought with might and main the terror of judge advocates the massive legal brain. <laughs> <laughs> Who hit the Navy where it lived and made it writhe with pain. Who sees through brass and gold stripes like so much cellophane. <laughs> the man who licked the regulars right on their own terrain. Who wrought the great deliverance for the galley slaves of the king. <laughs> and gave us all the fifth freedom Freedom from old Yellowstone. That's a very he's a jolly good fellow. For he's a jolly good fellow. For he's a jolly good fellow. Which nobody can deny. Hey, speech! Let's hear the speech, Barney. No, 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 no. I'm drunker than any of you. Oh. I've been out drinking with the judge advocate, trying to get him to take back some of those dirty names he called me. <laughs> Finally got him to shake hands on the ninth whiskey sour, maybe the tenth. That's good. Had to talk loud and fast, Steve. Played pretty dirty pool, you know, in court. Poor Jack Challey. What's this, cake? It's a double celebration. Cake baked in the shape of a book. A thousand bucks came in the mail today. Advance on my novel. Fancy icing. Multitudes, Multitudes by Thomas Kiefer. Very nice. I got something in the mail, too. What was it, Barney? Medical okay. Orders back to my squadron. Sailing tomorrow. Hey, All right. Hey, there you go. Yeah. A thousand bucks. Guess I ought to return the celebrated author's toast at that little speech. Thanks for that elegant poem, Mr. Kiefer. Your book's a war novel, isn't it? What else? I assume you give the Navy a good pasting. I don't think public relations would clear it at any rate. Fine. Somebody should show up these stodgy, stupid Prussians. Who's the hero, you? Well, any resemblance, you know, is purely accidental. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I'm warped, and I'm drunk, but suddenly seems to me that if I wrote a war novel, I'd try to make a hero out of old Yellowstone. Oh, what? Yeah. No, no, I'm serious, I would. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how I'm warped. I'm a Jew. I guess most of you know that. And Jack Challey said I use smart Jew lawyer tactics. Of course, he took it back, apologized. After I told him a few things about the case he never knew. Well, anyway. The reason I'd make old Yellowstone a hero is on account of my mother, little gray-headed Jewish lady, fat. Well, sure, you guys all have mothers, but they wouldn't be in the same bad shape mine would have if we'd have lost this war. See, the Germans aren't kidding about the Jews. They're cooking us down to soap over there. They think we're vermin and should be exterminated and our corpses turned into something useful. 
granting the premise, being warped, I don't, but granting the premise, soap is as good an idea as any, but I just can't cotton to the idea my mom melted down to a bar of soap. Now what's all this got to do with old Yellowstone? Now I'm coming, old Yellowstone, coming to him. See, Mr. Kiefer, while I was studying law, and you were writing your short stories for national magazines, and little Willie here was on the playing fields of Princeton, why, all that time these birds we call regulars, these stuffy, stupid Prussians, they were standing guard on this fat, dumb, and happy country of ours. Of course, they were doing it for dough, same as everybody does what they do. The question is, in the last, last analysis, what do you do for dough? You and me, for dough? We're advancing our free little non-Prussian careers, so when all hell broke loose and the Germans started running out of soap and figured, well, time to come over and melt down old Mrs. Greenwald, who's going to stop him? Not her boy Barney. You can't stop a Nazi with a law book. So I dropped the law books and ran to learn how to fly, stout fella. Meantime, and it took a year and a half before I was any good, who was keeping Mama out of the soap dish, Tom Kiefer? Communication school. Willie Keith? Midshipman school. Old Yellowstone, maybe? Why, yes. Yes, even poor sad Queeg. And most of them not sad at all, fellas. A lot of them sharper boys than any of us. Don't kid yourself. You can't be good in the Army or Navy unless you're goddamn good. Yeah, maybe not up on Proust and Finnegan's Wake and all. Barney, forget it. It's all over. It's, let's enjoy the dinner, all right? Steve, this dinner's a phony. You're guilty. Uh, of course, you're only half guilty. There's another guy who stayed very neatly out of the picture. The guy who started the whole idea that Queeg was a dangerous paranoiac, who argued you into it for half a year, who invented the name Old Yellowstone, who kept feeding you those psychiatry books, who pointed out Article 184 no, and kept wait having, a minute. Oh, I had to drag it out of Steve, Mr. Kiefer. Big dumb fisherman. Tried to tell me it was all his own idea. He doesn't know the difference between a paranoid and an anthropoid. <laughs> but you knew. Told him his medical log was a clinical picture of a paranoid. Advised him to go to Halsey. Offered to go with him. Didn't get cold feet till you stood outside Halsey's cabin on the New Jersey and then ducked, and you've been ducking ever since. I don't know where the hell you got Biggest favor you could have done, Steve, so far as winning an acquittal went, though I doubt you realized it. But if there's a guilty party at this table, it's you. If you hadn't filled Steve Merrick's thick head full of paranoia in Article 184, maybe you'd have got Queeg to come north. Or he'd have helped the poor bastard pull through to the south, and the cane wouldn't have been yanked out of action in the hottest part of the war. That's your contribution to the good old USA, my friend. Pulling a minesweeper out of the South Pacific when it was most needed. With that and multitudes, multitudes. Just a minute. You're oh, really excuse drunk. Excuse me. I'm all finished, Mr. Kiefer. I'm up to the toast. Here's to you. You bowled a perfect score. You went after Queeg and got him. You kept your own skirts all white and starchy. You'll publish your novel proving the Navy stinks. You'll make a million dollars and marry Hetty Lamar. So you won't mind a little verbal reprimand from me. What does it mean? I defended Steve because I found out the wrong guy was on trial. The only way I could defend him was to murder Queeg for you. I'm sore I was pushed into that spot and ashamed of what I did, and that's why I'm drunk. 
We deserve better at my hands. I owed him a favor. Don't you see? He stopped Hermann Goering from washing his fat behind with my mother. So I'm not going to eat your dinner, Mr. Kiefer, or drink your wine, but simply make my toast and go. Here's to you, Mr. Kane's favorite author, and here's to your book. You can wipe that drink off your face the rest of your life, mister. You'll never wipe off that yellow stain. Barney. Steve, I'll see you in Tokyo, you. You mutineer. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.